Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hi folks, this is George, and today on Spread the Word Global Ministries is a message entitled, Members of His Body. This title comes from verse 30 in chapter 5 of Ephesians. And it says, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. As we go through Ephesians, remember that the Apostle Paul is writing about what was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Paul is gazing into the heavenly realm when he says in chapter 1, verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. He says we are blessed today in this natural realm with all spiritual blessings way more than we could ever imagine. And Paul writes in verse 13, he says, when you believed, you were marked with him with a seal the promised Holy Spirit. Verse 14, Paul says, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. It's happening now until the redemption. Now, moving ahead in chapter five, the apostle Paul, who is still looking into the heavenlies and he is still remembering the revelation he received from Jesus, he starts to compare three beautiful relationships. Jesus and his bride, a husband and his bride, and Adam with his bride. Before we go any further in what Paul is saying, let us look at what is written about the love Christ had for his bride, his church, and, at the, and the love she has for him. But it all starts with Adam. So we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 2, starting at verse 18. In verse 18, the Lord says, It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper for him. Here God recognizes that man is not to be alone. Verse 19, it says, The Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky, and he brought them to Adam, to the man, to see what he would name them. And then it jumps into verse 20 and says, But for Adam, for the man, was no suitable helper found. From these verses, we can see that all the animals came in pairs before Adam. And he named each species and did not find any creature of the same species as him. Verse 21, so the Lord God caused man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the opening and 
and put flesh over it. Verse 22 now, very interesting. When the Lord God made a, a woman from the rib he had taken out of man, and he brought her to the man. Now we know that Adam, when he woke up, he saw the most beautiful creature he had ever seen, more than he could ever imagine. She was the same species as him. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Now let's see what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting at verse 45. Paul writes, So it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam a life-giving spirit. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so we shall bear the image of the heavenly man. Important to remember that. Jesus is the last Adam, the heavenly Adam, and we have to be careful here. Adam's body was broken for his wife to be formed, yet the scriptures say that no bone of the body of Christ was broken when he was on the cross. Even Psalm 34, verse 20 says, He guards all his bones. None of them was broken. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all attest to the fact that none of the bones of the body of Christ was broken while in this natural realm, in this physical realm. And yet, when we take communion, Paul, in 1 Corinthians writes, verse 11, or chapter 11, starting at verse 23, Paul writes, For I received from the Lord, he had a revelation from the Lord, that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Jesus is telling the Apostle Paul in Revelation that his body was broken. And the essence is that his bride can be bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And we'll see that as we move ahead. Jesus is the second Adam. The first Adam had his body broken for his bride to be brought to him. Remember, and now Jesus' body is broken. Adam was of the earth, the earthly man made of dust. Jesus is the spiritual being from heaven. So for Jesus, it was on the cross when he offered himself as the only perfect sacrifice to satisfy the righteous requirements of his Father, that his body was broken so that his church, his bride, could be presented to him. And Jesus would say, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Remember that phrase that was written by Paul in Ephesians 5, verse 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. The church is so intimately united with Christ that we are one flesh with him and have eyes only for our beloved. 
It's amazing what God is saying to us. We are the same species as our groom, our bridegroom, our heavenly husband, because we are his bride. The church is his bride. It is impossible for us to be of a different species. Just as a husband and wife are of the same species, we are the same as Jesus Christ, where he is right now. This is why Jesus told a Samaritan woman, we are to worship in spirit and in truth. And that comes from John chapter 4. We're to worship in spirit and in truth because we are the same as Christ. Now let's look at the rest of Paul's notes about the two beautiful relationships in Ephesians chapter 5. They're ordained by God our Father. The highest relationship is Jesus and his church. Next to it is a husband and his bride. We'll start at verse 18 of Ephesians chapter 5. You'll notice that Paul weaves the two relationships together, and in the following words, he is speaking to the church, Christ's bride. First thing Paul says is, be filled with the Spirit. That's our first step. Then, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. This is a bride singing to her husband, to her beloved. This is how the early church began, meeting in your house or my house and making music in our hearts to the Lord. Verse 20, Paul writes, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the role of the bride, the church, to give thanks in everything. So who is the church? If you are in Jesus Christ, you are the church. You and I, together, you and your spouse are the church in your home. The two of you and other believers who gather with you, either in an assembly on a Sunday morning or for a coffee, you are the church. Now, Paul says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's the bearing, the, the basis of our submission is how do we submit to Jesus Christ? Then we submit to others the same way. Verse 22, Paul writes, Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Now, why did he give himself up for the church? Well, Paul goes on, verse 26, to make the church holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. I want to interject something here. We often pray for revival in ourselves, in our friends, in our assemblies, in our church. Revival is Jesus, through the work of his Holy Spirit, making his bride holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and presenting her to himself as a radiant church, without stain and wrinkle, or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Now let's move on. 
Paul also writes, After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he fed and cared for this body, just as Christ does the church. And now verse 30, For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. That's how close we are to Jesus. Now let's do a quick recap. Adam loved Eve with his entire being. They were the same species. A husband loves his wife with his entire being. They are the same species. Jesus loves his bride, the church. They are the same being. They are the same species. It's beautiful, the union there. Jesus and, and the Christians, us Christians, are the same species because we people are three parts. We are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. When we make Jesus our Lord, Lord of our lives, he becomes our eternal savior. Our spirits were reborn. It was not our bodies that were reborn, but our spirits. We are the same species with Jesus. It said that we are then bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And he is with us, totally with us. He calls us brothers and sisters. His father calls us sons and daughters. We are his family. And Father, I want to thank you for this word. And I want to thank you that, that your message is available to everyone who comes to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Your love is available to every man who confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord of his life. Every woman, every child, every old person. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.